3: Oh, tripping. I'm out of here anyway. We out.
2: On tomorrow's show, we will talk White Sox and Cubs with Russ Dorsey, our friend over at Bally's and Stadium. We will also check in on the Bears because – Mandatory minicamp is going on, and Robert Quinn hasn't shown up to mandatory minicamp. Ryan Poles is going to have to deal with this. Parkinson Spiegel is going to have to deal with it, too. They're with you until 6 o'clock. Hello, boys. Welcome
0: back, Lawrence. How you doing, man? Thank you. Thank you. I'm good. How are you guys? Doing well. Doing well. I was thinking about you. uh, You never regret going on vacation. Right, no, no one ever regrets vacation. No one ever regrets time off. But, whew, your White Sox found themselves into some drama, and yeah,
2: and and you know what, Danny, I I didn't get a vacation from them. Yeah, I I didn't allow myself to get a vacation from them, and quite honestly, that's on me. That's oh that's man,
3: no, I, I, I'm sorry you to paid, hear that. You paid too close attention. You couldn't yeah. keep yourself from watching certain items. You were oh, watching boy. games? Oh, yeah, man.
0: Oh, good for you. you
2: Bless your believe heart. it. Where'd My you go? Teams app, the My Teams app is real.
0: Oh, man. Well. It's, ups- it's upsetting, isn't it? It really is. Like, I don't want to pity you. Like, that's not right. No one likes that. But it's just, it's been such an unlikable stretch that to get away, I felt like would have been, you know, needed.
2: Well, like refreshing. you try, you try to get away from it, Danny, and then, you know, you you are on you're on the Twitter. You're scrolling. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, he did what?
0: Oh yeah, he did. He did. And
2: then you end up you end up right there, and you go, oh, this is bad. This is really bad. And you're you're the guy at the game. Tony, <laughs> what are you doing? He's <laughs> got two strikes.
3: Well, I suppose if you spend the, you know, a normal day, like you watch the game for four hours and then you process it and work on the radio for another, whatever it is, five or six, you know, that kind of thing. At least you're not doing that five or six. At least you were doing yes. something else on no, vacation. No, you're,
2: you're right. That, that speaks. You do get a little bit of a mental break of it. And that's the weird thing. Like part of the reason why we have great jobs is because they're our hobbies. Like we get to talk about the things that we would probably be doing anyway. And in this case, like I have this moment where my hobby was causing me great pain. And and you I actually it's like when I was gone at the beginning of at the end of May and I was watching White Sox games while I was in the in the desert and watching sports and just in, in just enjoying sports like man, I love sports. And then there are those times when you end up having to watch white size games you're like man I hate sports right now
0: <laughs> I feel like I try very hard to get away but there's always that balance of like the sports that we watch for work and then the sports that we watch that don't really like like we could talk about the NBA finals yeah, man. We're, we're not doing a ton of national NBA all the time, so like, right. That's that's a pure joy one for me. Uh,
3: golf me too, Dan- is, me is that too, way. I, I, I was, I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah, I was feeling feeling that last night. Like, you know, I know that we'll talk some NBA finals, and you and I both know that each other loves the NBA, and so we've enjoyed the conversations, <laughs> whether it's on air or off. There, it kind of doesn't even matter. Yeah. Be- because how could I not watch this? And and. And enjoy Andrew Wiggins' ascension and wonder why Jason Tatum shot the ball so terribly in the final, what, eight, nine minutes. And just, just all that drama. And I was the only guy awake in, uh, in my house um, just, you know, kind of watching it and en- enjoying it. And that was purely for fun last night, without a doubt.
0: Wiggins is a fun one to talk about with you guys. So, like, so I covered him his one-and-done year at KU. Kansas. Yeah. Right? So, so it was a huge deal. Like that, Andrew Wiggins and Joel Embiid were on the same KU team, and they were a huge tournament disappointment. It's one of Bill Self's biggest tournament flops in terms of talented talent had versus actual output uh, in season. Right, first and third uh, picks picks of the draft, but he came in with so much damn hype. Andrew Wiggins did. His nickname was Maple Jordan. Like, they were talking about him being the best player from Canada before he'd ever played a college basketball game. It was all this crazy hype. And now here he is, a decade later, basically. That was the 2013 college basketball season. We're in the 2022 NBA season. Been a bit, basically a decade. And he's the best player on the floor in Game 5 of the NBA Finals. Having signed a couple of massive contracts, been labeled a bust, and not been able to really produce anything. He was thought of as not being a winning player. Like, mm. underachieving for his athleticism, uh, selfish, just about the money. Why can a guy who can jump that high get so few rebounds? But then he ends up on the best organization in the sport, and he's legitimately better than Tatum and Curry last night.
3: Well, it, it, it's, it's a great story, and it's really interesting, and it's it, and it's telling about... A lot of things. I mean my first thought is the human nature aspect of it of you are a chosen star, go lead us versus now, which is a complimentary player. I know he's great and he was great last night. But he's, he's great in game ex- four too. Yes, he was, but he's not expected to be that. And that system that system's really good and comforting for players who can do a lot of things and are skilled and it's open it's free it's encouraging you, you know what he reminded me of last night and obviously it's it's not they're not the same kind of player but in some ways like he's the Sean Livingston of this bunch mm. you know like he's that extra guy that you're like Oh, wow. Yeah, he could probably be uh, the main dog on some teams, and obviously Livingston was coming off all the horrific injuries, but remember how great he was in that kind of role on that team? Wiggins, he's not shooting well from three, but he can attack and fill in those lanes, and he's gotten very comfortable with his aggressiveness because the system is so free, and he's like third option on on that court.
2: I also think that, what this does, like the way that he's playing here is another testament to the concept of culture. And some people prefer their culture to be different. Like, there are a lot of people that believe in the thought of heat culture. And you got to be in the best physical shape of your life. And you got to be willing to be pushed. When I look at what Steve Kerr has built out here in the Bay, I'm so amazed by it because whenever we see him mic'd up and talking to players over the last few years you really do get a sense that his approach to getting the best out of players is what you love like if you want if you were being coached like it's him being incredibly supportive but also very targeted i want you to do blank and only worry about blank. I don't know what it is that he does. I I, I know that people in the NBA are studying it, and I'm sure there are plenty that are trying to copy it. But the environment that he creates allows for... Well, what did we say last week, Speaks? They play jazz, right? Like, right. Like, right. A, as a basketball team, they play jazz. And I don't know if any of that is... is you're capable of doing all of that if Count Basie isn't over there con- conducting this the way that he is. And, and I, I love the way that Steve Kerr goes about it. And it's, and it's a contrast even from Ime Udoka. Because Ime Udoka is like, hey, y'all are playing like some dumbasses right, right. now.
3: You, you know, And it, he's been able to, to get something out of this Celtics team since January with that approach, it's a specific kind of jazz too, Lawrence. Like, it's not the jazz where Count Basie's over there conducting an orchestra or Duke Ellington is writing out the charts for everybody and you do what he's told. It's Miles Davis, kind of blue, Cannonball Adderley, something else, like blue note jazz, where it's four or five dudes. Literally, they used to record around one microphone and they'd all hang around that one microphone. And when it was somebody's turn to shine, you step in a little closer for your solo, you know? And then when it's someone else, you back away and you do your job. But, like, that's, that's what it is. It's everybody being aggressive when the moment calls for it and not being shy, but fully supporting the entire thing with one mic, just like there's one ball. So it's a specific brand in that way. Finding and, those moments is so delicate, too. And he's good at that now, right? He, yeah, he's Wiggins is good at that, Danny. At like grabbing those moments out of the air and being like, "Oh, here I am. I guess I'll just fly down the floor and use the full uh, power of my athleticism." Yeah, well,
0: there's so much to it. Like he had never had a game in his career where he had more than 11 rebounds until the last two games of the NBA Finals, where he had That's 16 crazy. and 13. How That's wild crazy. is that? Games four and five of the finals. So like, right, Draymond, who was great last night, Draymond Green, a player that they have paid and stood by. He's playing the worst basketball of his life. Clay Thompson, a guy that they paid after a huge injury. Mm-hmm. Huge injury. Knew he was going to miss a season. Gave him a max. Didn't even think about it. Like they, We don't talk about them like the Yankees used to get talked about, but they really have just decided we're going to pay the luxury tax every year. We are going to be the most player-friendly organization in the league. And we are going to take care of our own. And so, like, they brought in KD. And then, oh, Andrew Wiggins has this huge contract? Yeah, but we could use the athleticism and the the wing defense and athleticism p- portion of it to off- – we got enough shooting. We got enough leadership and professionalism. We could just use some raw talent. And so we'll take on the contract. And so he's just – He's asked to do something entirely differently there. So then, when it happens to be, oh, yeah, we actually do need to kind of ask you to do in this particular set of circumstances against this younger, crazy athletic team. We actually need you to play a little bit more like you played in Minnesota. He knows how to do it, but he doesn't have to do it for 100 games. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of, it, it really is crazy the patience being rewarded. And I was trying to think about like other guys who, we're seeing the best of them and it doesn't have to be at a direct comp of 9 or 10 years into their career but like it's not the team that drafted him and it's well beyond when any reasonable person any reasonable fan coach general manager would have expected them to blossom and now here he is like he's
3: yeah it's a, it's a, it's cool it's a different kind of of sleeper and success story right it's different i heard bernsey talking about it a little bit this morning it's different than the second round nba draft pick who has the solid chip on the shoulder and just proves it the whole way this is the rewarded and decorated guy who figures out a way to stick around and still and still end up with moments like this and more um, than stick
0: around i mean the guy. Got oh yeah, the usually
3: shirt. that guy <laughs> doesn't find it you know, like that 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 particular
2: like NBA guy doesn't usually find it the way that
0: Wiggins has found it. Because he, he also like wasn't necessarily incentivized to. Like Andrew Wiggins uh has made hundred and seventy million dollars. Hmm. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like in his pro career before a single endorsement. Like he he was good enough to get paid. But he wasn't good enough to get paid on a winner, and now he ends up on a winner, and he's producing it. Like it's a Draymond was talking last night about it's the product of the it's the the power of the organization. He was always a winning player. He just wasn't in a winning place, and so once he finally finds the right spot, it's like the old Mitch Trubisky, Pat Mahomes thing. What would have happened if Mahomes would have been a Bear and Trubisky would have been a Chief?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for, for sure. But but basketball is more communal at its at its purest because there's so few players, and you gotta, you, you just you have to perform at at that kind of level in such close proximity and over and over again. It is culture that that Kerr has built, and, and Ron Adams and Mike Brown and like all those uh, all those guys. What what they've built there is a. Is a pretty remarkable thing when it's comfortable for a kid like Jordan Poole to grow and get more aggressive, when it's comfortable for Wiggins to do what you've been talking about, when it's comfortable for Andre Iguodala to come back and play mm-hmm. just a fraction of minutes, a fraction of minutes at a place where he was on finals MVP and be totally cool with it, as far as we know, and like just do whatever they he's got to do. They patched Draymond the other night. Yeah. They yeah, said right.
0: It's like, you are the worst player on the floor. And And he was. By a mile. Yeah, yeah. by a mile. For some reason, you're so bad that we are going to bench you for Kevon Looney and your own mother is going to call you out on Twitter and everybody's (laughs) going to agree that it was the correct thing to do. That was insane. He was like a huge factor in game two was the worst player maybe in the arena in Game 3 and 4, and then could have had a triple-double last night in Game 5. Really weird. That was a really that, weird that's game.
3: Who, who Draymond is as a player, though. It, it is sometimes he's just freaking awful, and then sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, there it is. To the point that he's like driving and putting in little eight foot floaters last night, and just everything looks so much more confident and comfortable. He's he's a fascinating, uh, you know, species in terms there of we- just a fascinating example of the species of like how that energy. And how that edge makes him better on on certain nights. It's, It's quite something.
2: There was a play where it was like a give and go with him and Steph in the post. And it's a really subtle thing. But it's part of the reason I think that Draymond's really great. It's how he delivered the bounce pass to Steph driving to the lane. Steph ends up, I think, making the shot and getting a foul call. But it's knowing exactly where he wants the ball in that situation. And it wasn't like a fast break, like a fast break where, you know, okay, I'm going to bounce past it and it'll be fine. It was a pocket pass with both defenders also in the zone (laughs) and him finding the the one place where Steph was going to be able to get it and make something out of it. That's chemistry. Like that's two guys who know each other. And seeing him be able to do that, man, it's, it, it's the brilliance that is within his brain that sometimes can't come out because it's clouded because he's doing the I'm crazy thing. Yeah. When you see it play out in Draymond, you go, man, that guy is so far ahead of where other players are. Like Just what he's thinking about, where, where he wants his guy to get the ball. It's beautiful basketball when done well.
3: And a uh, th- shout-out to the texter. As always, if we talk about Draymond long enough, someone will remind us that Tom Thibodeau wanted him and Garpax instead said Marcus Teague. Yes. Marcus yes. Teague would be a better choice. Yeah,
0: and that's, what they that's aging poorly. Uh, someone on Twitch mentioned Tyson Chandler. It's a pretty good one for, like, multiple...
3: Drafted that high.
0: Drafted that, t- that high, that young, multiple teams, and then I just pulled up his basketball reference page... It, so he's drafted at 19, obviously to the Bulls, and then when he's 29 on the Knicks, he leads the league in effective field goal percentage.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like so, he had deg- now obviously it wasn't like the like a volume scorer or anything, but the he Knicks found, found his spot. At, the Knicks mm-hmm. and the Suns in his like late 20s, early 30s, got the best basketball of Tyson Chandler's life. And the Knicks, maybe not known as a great organization, Chris Paul did a lot. You know, like he, Phoenix, very good organization. They they helped with his health and like able him to play more games and all of that. Yeah, that's not a bad one for a guy who early on you'd been like, is he out of the league in five years? And then he ends up playing for twenty years.
3: No, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And I, I I'll tell you, man. I mean, Wiggins was a one and done. Chandler's right out of high school, as we know. He Kwame Brown and Eddie Curry, all in that top five as big men right out of high school. And this lends itself the whole time we're having this conversation back in my mind. I'm thinking about Patrick Williams, who the hell knows what he's going to be in in six, seven, eight, nine years. And I doubt it will be here on a lesser level. Bobby Portis is an incredibly effective part of winning basketball culture. In a way that you wouldn't have guessed necessarily over those first couple years. And even if you had guessed, you didn't really have the patience and the wherewithal to stick with it. It's such a tricky thing when you draft kids that young. Yeah, and finding finding the place where you
2: fit. And finding like the energy that's surrounded by you. Where you're like, man, I like this. This is I can live in this space. Bobby seems... I don't want to say he was ever uncomfortable here. Because it didn't seem that way. But he seems so comfortable with what they've done in Milwaukee, like being, being his authentic self like all the time and finding and refining his game. It's great to see when players do that.
0: Because you're right, speaks like basketball is different than, than football, but I'm trying to think of other like cross sport, late bloomer, you got to just stick with them because pros get better. Like we tend to think about these guys as finished products,
3: right? But and, they, that they're not,
0: and, and 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 it's it's but it's weird. Like we want them to be finished products, but they we also draft for like ceiling and potential. Two what things about that, Drew Brees that are just like directly in conflict with each other? Yeah, Brees isn't bad. He didn't have like a ton of pre New like how like how long was his like how many pass attempts does he have pre New Orleans in his life? That's was, I mean
2: he was in San Diego for a minute, right? Like San Diego and.
0: Let's see. Yeah. Let's look like at Drew Brees. You know, it
3: happens. A- Alex in, it,
0: Smith is a, is a decent one. Yeah. It um, happens
3: in baseball a lot with pitchers. Sometimes there are injuries that derail it, but the kid on the Braves last year, the lefty flamethrower, Tyler Matzik, that's a, that's a top five pick by the Colorado Rockies in, I, I think, 2000, 2009. Doesn't even make his MLB debut till 2014, and then ends up being a Braves World Series and postseason hero in 2021. You know, so it, it happens a lot with 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 pitchers where it doesn't work out, and they have to reinvent, and there might be injuries along the way. So, but I don't know if that's it's a like, fair it's like
2: almost two thousand passes for Drew Brees in San
0: Diego. Yeah, four years of double digit starts, and then the first year he's in New Orleans, he leads the league in yards. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good like and and you're right. Aren't these the teams that we're jealous of as fans? Like no matter what the sport is, you're jealous uh you use the Braves like uh I used the Chiefs earlier in the NBA it's the Warriors, the Heat. There's there's it's not just that there's one, but like you know that if this guy goes there...
3: They'll get the most out of him. They'll You're figure exactly it out. Whatever
0: it's, it is. It's if culture. he's cooked and he can't work there, then we know he's cooked. And that's for the you, last place of his career.
3: For, for a couple decades, it's been the Patriots. I don't know how true it is anymore, but there was a long time there where it was, well, they'll know what to do. Shea McClellan made a Pro Bowl in New England. Right. You know?
0: <laughs> it's just, it, but it, th- those are the teams. It, it, every sport's a little different, and guys get a different amounts of time and contracts being uh. guaranteed and all that. But like, those are the teams that you want to root for because they're the they're the healthiest and they're the ones that like when oh, what's player friendly? Those organizations. It's like this training staff and coaching staff will take my skills and they will use them to their best. And now there's Andrew Wiggins, who I mean, he's not going to win Finals MVP if they win. I don't think. But, like, he's been their second most valuable player.
3: Yeah. It's okay, Shea McClellan did not make a Pro Bowl. I didn't think so. All he right, won a bad. Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, he won, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it won a Super Bowl. And, and took a Super contract. Bowl to Chicken
2: Dinner Road.
3: Yeah, okay, but he didn't make a Pro Bowl. <laughs> Thank God. I got a little, a little angry at, <laughs> at the whole situation. By the way, how's Chandler Jones doing? He's the, going to NFL? Canton yeah, he is, right? He's probably gonna go to Ken. Yeah. Whitney Merciless have a good career? Just checking in. Sure did. Yeah. Shane McClellan. Good career. Not Canton, but but, good, very, yeah, no, but very good it, career. Very good career. Very good okay. career. And,
2: and and what were the two numbers that he wore as a bear?
0: Whitney Merciless? No, <laughs> Shane McClellan. I was, say, I was gonna say he didn't he didn't. Uh Clown was I, can I can I guess? 50. Go ahead. Fifty and ninety-nine. That is correct. He oh, wore two that. Hall of
2: Fame players <laughs>
3: numbers in his oh. time. With your Chicago Bears, it's so good to have Dan McNeil producing the show. That's amazing.
0: Good <laughs> 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 old number fifty.
3: Oh man, um, yeah. So baseball, very common. Our uh, our number two, uh, Ryan Porth, texts in Andrew Miller. Andrew Miller was mm. you know a top five pick. It was supposed That's to be a good a starter, uh, right? That's a real good one. Rich Hill, another one in 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 that realm. Who. You know, years and years later, figured it out. So it, I'm it, disappointed it,
2: it, that Ryan didn't give us a hockey person. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure he has one person,
3: or a Nashville hockey person, just to really clinch it.
2: He next will be the Texas says Pecorine! We just yeah. all would take oh, his word oh. for it.
0: Like, yeah, yeah, oh. totally,
2: totally.
3: Pecorine.
0: That
2: first organization.
3: Oh, and- I, I, che- I checked in on our guy Porth last night. First Chicagoland storm out there in the suburbs with a house. I'm sure they were running down to the basement and bailing water and such.
2: That was a,
0: a thing, man. Man, like, I, that I, was. I, I was driving north home and just like, man, traffic is really opening up. Oh, because people are a abandoning the highway (laughs) it was
3: crazy just quitting on life they were just quitting the highway and seeking
0: shelter and then people had their their blinkers on under overpasses and i was like i think i can make it and i just kept going (laughs) it was dicey there for a minute though sky got kind of green and there was lightning like seemingly like right on top of me like when the lightning and the thunder are like bap bap yeah. like, right back to back. It was scary. yeah, man. that
3: ain't right. It, it doesn't feel right. I'll tell you, man. in the 11th floor of the high-rise downtown, I mean, I'm watching the radar, and it never really the eye of it never really came downtown. it was It was dancing you, did you around us light show though. I always was wonder awesome. when people are a little higher up, are they enjoying that? I always feel a little guilty or not always, but in certain moments like that. I, I mean, I wasn't sitting right next to the window. There was a moment where Ruben was right next to the window, and I'm like, you know, why don't you come over this way? Why don't you come over this way? But it was very, it was, uh, yeah, I, I felt, I felt pretty safe. Um, and that's good. So I don't, yeah, I felt, felt safe, and it was really fun to watch out the uh, out the windows here downtown. But that's not I went to you go get the, the,
2: the lawn furniture yesterday. I was like, yeah, I should probably should probably bring this in. Because yeah. it, it's, it's, it's rare to hear the, the tornado siren in Hyde Park. And I was like, yeah. And then, then I started to see the wind. And th- it was crazy, like, seeing the cleanup. Like, seeing my neighbors, like, looking around and being like, oh, this was in such and such's yard. And now it's in <laughs> such and such's yard. And trying to find some of the stuff that was out there. It was wild, man. And then when
3: you went to Wrigley and you looked up, it was like a yellow sky. So crazy. So it's so crazy. That storm just like hanging around on the edge of that warm front, which has now engulfed us in flames, right? <laughs> is, that, is that correct? There, I feel like this is just- normal.
0: I you know isn't it normal for Chicago to get a tornado followed by ninety nine degrees with a hundred percent humidity? but, it, but <laughs> it's
2: not normal to the day before that it being fifty degrees. Yeah, um, yeah. it's
3: pretty pretty damn Chicago. I'm sure it I is went fine. outside and I, I went outside and I saw a few different things that were just on fire and it just it was it was actually cooler over there mm. by the fire.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, Chip Carey on the show today at three o'clock. Mark Grody from Hallis Hall. At 4 o'clock. And Speaks, tell them who's coming on at 5.
3: Former White Sox pitching coach Don Cooper joins yeah. the show at 5 o'clock. Talk to Coop on the phone today. That's fun. We're doing this thing as a show where we just kind of blurt out names we think are interesting. And Shane's really aggressive and good. Like, this just happened during transition. I saw that Rod Marinelli is uh, at Bears practice today. And he's going to be addressing the team tomorrow. He's coming on with us tomorrow at four o'clock.
0: Oh, nice! I haven't even checked my texts.
3: How great is that? You know, like Shane. Shane's hustling. We're all we're all being aggressive and trying to think of good ideas and just doing what we can. So, uh, looking forward to it. Chip Carey Lawrence is because everybody keeps saying, "Well, the Braves turned it on last year. Why can't the White Sox? Were the Braves playing this kind of baseball last year? Let's discuss, shall we?"
0: Chip Carey. I
3: don't think so. Don't think <laughs> no. So. Let's let him answer, okay? Don't step on the Oh, yeah, tees, good call. Good don't call. don't good step
2: out. on the T's. It's a good point. It's good radio right there. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Thank you. Well, welcome back, man. Uh, sorry you weren't able to take a White Sox vacation, but you got a vacation from everything else, I hope. Yep. And
2: the White Sox play that awful Detroit team again tonight. So, yay.
0: They do. Yay. They do. Uh, we will be again discussing Yay. some of the drama around that and where they go from here. Tanny's Open kicks us off. Have a good one, Lawrence. It's Parkinson Spigo on the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will
2: cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. <laughs>